Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. This is the Bob and Jeff Show on 97.5 and 1240 KFH. Taylor Eldridge joins us from the Wichita Eagle, Kansas.com. Wichita State basketball in action tomorrow night. Coke Arena, 6.30 tip against Texas San Antonio. Taylor, welcome. Yeah, thanks for having me on again. I appreciate it. So I got to be honest, and I think I, I, I don't think I speak for everybody who's interested in Shocker basketball. But it's hard. This has been a long season, and it's kind of, it's kind of hard right now to uh, keep up keep up my interest. What would you tell me that uh, I would maybe need to do to to get back uh, involved with Shocker basketball? Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, they, they haven't really given too many reasons. I mean, they've been close. I think that's the that's the argument. You know, they've had uh, six of the eight losses in conference play have all been you know one possession last four minutes of the game. So they're, they're not far away from, you know, being five and four or four and five, something like that. You know, they just keep coming up short, you know, down the stretch of these games. And it's pretty, you know, I can imagine for the fans, it's pretty agonizing uh, to watch this, you know, game after game. And, you know, this, this recent road swing, you know, up 15 at Tulsa at Memphis up 14 with less than eight minutes to go and to not be able to close out either one of those very frustrating and you can only imagine you know for the players and the coaches so i would just say that you know they're not far away from uh turning this around but you know they gotta they gotta start finishing they got the execution has to be better down the stretch and that's what i'm seeing you know pop up time and time again it's not really any one overarching theme it's just like little details here and there in the last four minutes it's kind of separating the shockers from winning yeah, I was kind of going to ask if there was a, a common theme or anything that happens because, you know, just a, a couple weeks ago or even less, you were you were writing about uh, how their poorest stretches are coming out of uh, the second half, the first four minutes and then the first eight minutes. Now it seems like it's the last eight minutes and the last four minutes of the second half. So is that first problem solved? And uh, how do they solve this this second problem of not being able to finish? Yeah, Paul Mills made a good point after that story. And if you look at it and break it down even further, a lot of the struggles immediately after halftime have been on the road. At home, they've actually been, you know, pretty good or at least decent, you know, coming out of halftime. They haven't given up those huge runs. It's always been on the road. So that's the, that's the next challenge for them. And uh, they get these next two at home. So uh, hard to say if that has been fixed. But, uh, 
but yeah, you know, some things do come to mind, you know, missed free throws down the stretch. That's been a, you know, a constant theme in some of these losses. Uh, you know, what I've noticed is, you know, to kind of dig a little bit deeper is that, you know, they get uh, cross switched. Uh, so like, uh, like Ronnie DeGray is usually closing the game. So he gets, you know, they switch every ball screen. So when they switch Ronnie DeGray, he's guarding the point guard. He'll contest the shot. Well, underneath the basket, you got, you know, Colby Rogers or Xavier Bell, you know, a guard, a smaller guard trying to box out uh, power forward, a 6'8", 6'9", 6'10", guy. And they've given up a lot of offensive rebounds down the stretch of these close games. So that's kind of something that, uh, you know, Paul Mills has noticed. And he's like, we just got to be tougher. Our, our guards have to be more physical, uh, you know, fighting for those rebounds. And it's going to be a challenge uh, tomorrow night because UTSA, they shoot like 33s a game. Uh, they're going to be missing a lot of long shots. Uh, so that's going to create a lot of long rebounds. And that, that's where the guards have to, to be better at uh, – of uh, just uh, sticking their nose in there and, and grabbing those rebounds. And that can really improve a team's defense when you start limiting teams to just one shot. And we're talking Shocker basketball with Taylor Eldridge from the Wichita Eagle, Texas, San Antonio in the, in the roundhouse tomorrow. And then Florida Atlantic visiting on Sunday an 11 a.m. tip. Uh, they've been playing very, very good basketball. I was looking at bracketology earlier, Joe Lenardi's most recent update, and we're down to two teams now from uh, the uh, the American. Florida Atlantic, he has as a five seed, and Charlotte, which has uh, kind of taken this uh, conference uh, by surprise a little bit, he has Charlotte as a 13 seed. What do you think? Is that uh, Do you think that's the best the American can hope for at this point, two teams? No, I think, uh, I think they can get three in. I think Memphis, uh, you know, they're – uh, you know, they, they, their struggles began after the Wichita State game. They lost four in a row, and then they had that, you know, uh, incredible comeback on their home floor. So we'll see if that corrects them. But they're going to need uh, to string some wins together. They can't take any more losses, uh, you know, especially bad losses at home because uh, there are just not that many quad one opportunities in the American. So I think, uh, I think Memphis can uh, – um, they, they can still get back into the at-large uh, picture, but uh, you know they got some work to do, and then uh, Florida Atlantic seems to be pretty comfortably in, and then yeah, I think that automatic qualifier, somebody who wins that conference tournament, then uh, I think that's their their route to to uh, three teams in. Taylor, how far? Well, this isn't really the right way to frame the question. How badly does Wichita State need a ball handler or two or three? Uh, how how much will that be an emphasis? Uh, next year, and I know it already, it already is in recruiting, but how badly is, is that a need for Wichita State? Yeah, like when I when I watch, yeah, I mean, uh, it, it definitely comes up, you know, just that tight ball handling, someone that's really, really comfortable with the ball, you know, strong, steady, makes right decisions. Uh, you know, WSU doesn't really have someone like that who's just, you know, that floor commander. And I think Paul Mills' offenses, when you've looked at, you know, when they really – are high tuned and, you know, they were, you know, uh, hardly turning the ball over, making a ton of threes, you know, the last three, four years at Oral Roberts, that all revolved around having really good guard plays. So I think that's, that is going to be an emphasis and it will be interesting. I'm, I'm very curious to see what happens uh, this off season to see if, uh, you know, uh, just about everybody can come back, uh, especially from that guard unit, but will everybody come back, whether that's, uh, 
you know, them leaving in the portal or, or uh, you know, just coming kind of, uh, coming to a common agreement that, you know, WSU, they just say, hey, you know, probably in your best interest to find a new home. Or do they bring everybody back and just say, hey, uh, you know, you have a year in our system. Uh, let's, let's uh, you know, bring everybody back and see if uh, we can get some chemistry back and if that will help in year two. So uh, they, it's definitely a huge need. But uh, we'll see uh, how that gets addressed in the offseason. They do have two freshmen coming in, but, uh, you know, you, you don't don't love, you know, relying on freshmen uh, to play in a, in a conference like the American. Taylor Eldridge, our guest. We're talking Shocker basketball. Taylor, of course, beat writer from the Wichita Eagle. So it seems like with some recent rulings that we're, we're moving more and more toward the prof- professionalism of high-level college athletics, maybe even all levels of college athletics. Uh, where do you think we're going to be in five years with this? And uh, I don't even know how to phrase this either. I'm old school. I covered uh, college sports when it uh, was the traditional college sports. That model is out the window, never to return. So take us five years into the future. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I I don't know if anybody knows the answer to that one. I think it's going to be really interesting the next year to see, you know, what happens with, you know, I, I have my eyes on, you know, what happens with the SEC and the Big Ten, kind of that alliance. Because I think that's going to be the first domino that falls. That's really going to, you know, have a huge impact on the rest of uh, rest of college sports. So I don't know if anyone has the answer. Uh, they can see into the future like that. But yeah, I think it is going to look pretty different, if not radically different, than what it does right now. And it's already changing uh, right now. So yeah, I mean, you're right. I mean, the the old way that that we grew up with, you know, that's that that might not be coming back. So. Uh, we'll see what it what happens, but I'm going to be curious, like everybody else, to see what happens these next five years. Before I ask my question, Taylor, uh, how many members of the uh, our dynasty fantasy leagues are you with right now? Uh, right now, just one. Brandon <laughs> Zinner, <laughs> the Z-Man. Yep. What are you talking about? Well, he's with Brandon Zinner <laughs> on the golf course. On the golf course. Yeah, it's a little cold for that. What are you doing, they, Taylor? They play golf all the time. Uh, are you any good at golf? Day. It's a beautiful day. <laughs> oh yeah, we're out here. We're out here crushing. <laughs> What's your uh, handicap? Uh, we don't. We don't play handicap. It's we're a straight <laughs> scramble group. So we we uh oh we have scramble group. We have strength in numbers. I like that. So you've never kept score for your own round? What what would that be? Uh, I mean, I played in high school, so uh, I was shooting in. Well, then you're pretty good. In the 80s. I was bad. Uh, yeah, oh, wow. I was in the 80s back then. But, uh, yeah, if I played now, I'd probably be somewhere in the 90s. Uh, let me ask you about Shocker Baseball. Well, I was going to ask a, qu- well, hold a quick on. question. All right, go, go ahead. ahead. What do you I got? was just as a basketball question real quick before we go to baseball. Uh, now that we're, I guess, halfway into this, uh, Charlotte, North Texas, uh, Florida Atlantic have all been pretty solid additions. How do you how do you rate the, the conference with, with those additions and others? Yeah, I mean, I think the Charlotte, like you said, that's been the biggest surprise. You know, I thought – uh, the the job Abdul Rahim has done at South Florida any other year that's good enough to be coach of the year but you know what 
the first-year coach at Charlotte has done to take over that late, and uh, nobody saw this coming. Everybody had them pegged as, you know, kind of a middle-of-a-pack team, and uh, to be, you know, at the top of the conference at the halfway mark is pretty uh, pretty remarkable. So I would say that the middle has gotten better, uh, but, you know, anytime you're trying to replace a team like Houston, uh, Cincinnati was obviously going to be really good. Uh, that's really, really tough to do. So I think the top has gotten a little little worse. Uh, the middle has gotten stronger, and then they've added a couple of the bottom feeders. So, you know, I think that as a whole, you know, it's not really improved their net position, but it hasn't exactly tanked it either. Taylor Eldridge, our guest. Let me ask you about baseball. That starts uh, next Friday, uh, believe it or not. We get baseball moving in, in the college ranks. Uh, what are you What are you expecting? There's so many new players. I it's it's very hard for any of us to really be able to tell how good the Shockers will be. Do you expect them to be pretty competitive in Brian Green's first year? Yeah, I mean it's it's really tough to tell. You know, uh, in baseball, it's obviously such a, a you know larger roster that you have to flip over. And he's done this before. You know, at past stops, uh, you know, brought in JUCO guys, but. Uh, I think they really, really like the freshman class that they have, and I, I know they like the pitchers. We'll see with the hitting and the defense, but, yeah, I mean, it's tough to say that they're going to be competitive right out of the bat. I think anytime you have a transition like that where you're turning over so much of the roster, you know, it's kind of unfair to expect them to have success right out of the bat. So I would expect, you know, somewhere middle of the pack, probably towards the bottom end of the, the American this season, and then we'll see what, uh, you know, Brian Green can do uh, in the transfer portal, in the JUCO and the, the JUCO ways of uh, you know uh, all the Kansas kids out here. So uh, give him a full year of recruiting. We'll see what happens then. But yeah, I think this first year, I think it's going to be kind of you know middle of the pack would be what I would expect. I got to get used. I, I got to keep working on this transfer portal and all this stuff, and I'll I'll get there maybe. Wichita State yeah, baseball totally just different. had to like fill the roster this. I understand season. that. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not. I don't have terribly high hopes. So we'll see. Uh, get back to your golf. Where, what uh, are you? Uh, what what hole are you in? At what course? Oh, uh, we're at uh, we're on the back nine. Just uh, it's a lovely day out here at uh, McDonald. So yeah, me and Zen are just are, we're we're tearing it up. We're three under right now. So. Oh my gosh. That's with a lot of cheating, I believe, but that's okay. <laughs> Taylor, we always appreciate it. Thank you for coming on. All right. Thank you so much. See ya. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field. It is high. It is far. It is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at Bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at Bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.